everybody. Good afternoon. Good evening. Welcome to another episode of the Witching Hour podcast. I'm your host, John Roisland. Today, I'm going to be giving you my two cents on the recent, final, recent release of The Sadness. Uh, Taiwan film, running one hour, 39 minutes. The original release in Taiwan was actually... Uh, last January of, I'm sorry, January of 2021. Uh, it has made its way up to Shutter this past Thursday, Friday morning, something along those lines. Uh, the film is directed by Rob Jabez, which I found was interesting as a Canadian filmmaker, um, best known for being the writer-director of The Sadness, uh, fully animated shorts and music videos. Uh, I have not done a whole lot of research on him yet as to find out how it was that a a Canuck ends up in Taiwan filming a film. But regardless, uh, it stars Regina Lee, Bernard Zhu, and Tu Chang Wang as the businessman. For those of you who have seen the film and for those of you who are looking forward to it, you will learn who the businessman is, <laughs> and you will not soon forget who he was. Uh, the basis of the story is actually quite simple, and it's one that we've seen many different times in one form or another. Um, the people of Tepe, I apologize if I'm mispronouncing that. I don't think I'm actually familiar with that location, but I did read through the credits, and it's all in the credits, the government of, the town of, the people of. Uh, so um, the people of this town uh, have had an outbreak turning everyone into bloodthirsty, depraved, homicidal maniacs. And did I happen to mention the word depraved? Okay, good. Um, so through the ultraviolet chaos our young couple that gets separated at the very beginning of the film when he drops her off to go to work, uh, for her to go to work, excuse me. They must fight their way through the chaos of the ultraviolet to be able to be reunited. And it transpires through, the majority of it is, is on her end of what happens. Um, this is really, really hard because there's a lot of great, great scenes that I'd love to discuss, but I don't want to give anything away. Um, I will let you know that firsthand that there is a lot of blood in this film. I mean gallons and gallons and buckets. Oh my God, they spared no expense on blood. People are blood-soaked, rooms, walls, you name it. There's just blood everywhere. Um, the film is actually quite beautifully filmed. Uh, the quality of the film, uh, the color scheme, I think is what I really, really liked a lot. Um, uh, it actually kind of, it's very, very bright, very vibrant colors though. And it really reminded me of the train to Busan and Squid Games of which I'm sure just about everybody here remembers and is quite familiar and quite fond of. 
but if you think back to both of those films, there was no dingy, dry, worn-out grays. The colors were very, they popped a lot. The same goes with this film. So I really, really appreciated that, and especially when it came to the scenes of gore. Um, there's nothing that's that's darkened. It's not in a dark alley, or it's not at night, or you couldn't really see anything just because of the poor lighting. No, no, no definitely not in the sadness. Um, now, take this with a grain of salt, please. I mentioned the word depraved. And it is used in that film. But I honestly believe that on top of the no-holds-barred violence that is shown, um, very few things are done off-camera, which I do appreciate because it gives you that mental image and makes your stomach turn on its own. So I do appreciate that value. But I also can appreciate shock value when someone can make a film and do it well enough to say, yeah, I can take that fire extinguisher and smash it through somebody's skull and make it look real. If you're going to do it and you can do it, make it look good. If not, have it off, off screen. I would much rather listen to the ooey gooey body parts and skull being crushed then have to look at a really bad dummy whose head just kind of deflates like a beach ball. That's just me. But they do it really, really well. A lot of good shock value. But the sexual depravity of those who get infected, that's a part of it. Um, they become violent, bloodthirsty, and extremely sexually oriented. Um, so there are scenes of rape. Um, but it's done... God, I can't put my finger on it. I do not like films that have rape scenes in them. That's just me. Uh, I'm not a fan of them. I understand some scenes, certain movies are based around it happening, and I get that, vengeance and so forth, I understand that, there are ways of doing it, um, that make you feel different ways, and I understand that too, this film does it in such a way that, man, it is rape, but these are just like little demons, they're like little sexual demons, and they are covered in blood, and whether they've got a live victim or not they are just jackrabbit thumping the shit out of an ass and it's a scene that happens very very fast you might see one bare ass you might see someone unzip their pants and you know what's going to happen so you don't actually see anybody getting beaten and penetrated in that sense but you do know what's happening um, the businessman <clears throat> so, our main couple, um, Regina Lee, runs into an elderly professional, a businessman on 
uh, on the morning commute on the train. He tries to strike up a conversation with her. She takes it the wrong way. Next thing you know, someone enters onto the train that is infected. Well, what's to say the businessman gets his... <laughs> gets his vengeance uh, when he becomes infected and uh, pretty much follows her for the remainder of, of, of uh, remainder of the film, let's say, almost. It is his mission, his goal to catch up with, uh, with the young Regina Lee. Uh, do the two lovers reunite? Of course they do. It's the movie. You know they're going to. Uh, it ends, it ends really well. It's actually quite poetic and romantic the way they do it. Um, the film, like I said, is pretty much nonstop, over-the-top, violent action, and is done really, really well. Um, yeah, uh, like I said, that the little pervertedness, that little bit of shock value that I was not expecting to see, or especially lines from the actors that were said. It actually kind of brought the film to the next level, in my opinion. Did they have to be said? No. But as much shock value as in this film, I really think it had its place. I really think it fit well. I really do. Um, Rob Jabez, I think, did a great job. I will definitely be looking into more work uh, that he may have done, and hopefully future projects that he's going to be working on. Whether or not horror is his forte or not, I don't know. I hope I haven't getting, given too much of the film away. Uh, I definitely suggest that you sit down and check it out. There's all kinds of pandemic and epidemic films that are out there. This is definitely one to remember, one to add to the collection. Uh, the Sadness, again, is on Shutter as an exclusive right now, so it's going to take a while if you're waiting for it to show up anyplace else. An hour and a half film. No, you should, probably should not let the kids watch it. Uh, if you're one of those parents who thinks, eh, my kid can tolerate it, well, there are a couple scenes that I think are definitely inappropriate all the same. That's just me. Do what you want. I really don't care either way. But I definitely want to thank you guys for listening in. Definitely check out the sadness. Be sure to please help me rebuild. For those of you who may have not heard uh, the Witching Hour podcast on social media through wonderful fuck book. Um, got hacked really, really bad. My personal profile, which was, of course, connected to the Witching Hour Facebook page, which of course was connected to Instagram. All three of them had to be completely rebuilt. So please, you guys, help me get out there, share my work. I appreciate it very, very much. Support the horror. I'll talk to you guys soon. Keep it evil. <laughs>